reportedly looking to find an edge rusher before the opening of training camp. We're going to talk about that. Hey, C-Dub, we in the building today holding down for Bobby, who's on podcast, PTO. But we're going to break it all down. Let's get into the mailbag. But first, got to play that intro, though. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And uh, yeah, we've had a pretty busy week there, C-Dub. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I had to flame spray Colin Cowherd real quick. It was wild, man. It was wild. He deserved it, though. That's all I'm going to say with that. He deserved it. That was a body bag. That's what you call that. Good way to <laughs> good way to hold the whole city down. Drip. Hold the whole. Hey, city somebody down had to down. do it, bro. Like these <laughs> national media motherfuckers, bro. They they really getting a little too loose with it, bro. But you know, we'll get into that. We got some voicemails on Colin. He ain't gonna escape unscathed throughout this episode either, bro. Uh, but before we get into it, man, so we got uh word the Bears may be looking for a rush, a pass rusher, an edge before opening of training camp. Now, I have been pretty. I felt pretty confident saying that the Bears are probably going to run it, take a look at what they had uh, before they make a decision on, you know, acquiring an edge. Seems like it may be the opposite of that. So when you hear that the Bears are looking for an edge rusher, what does that tell you, C-Dub, specifically about, like, Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson, both these players trying to come in, make a name for themselves this season, if the Bears have to go out and get a vet edge uh, instead of starting either one of those guys? It showed that they got a, they're not showing so much confidence in those guys. And you can ask DeMarcus Walker in there as well. They don't have the uh, confidence in these guys, and they feel they need help there in that position. And I I pretty much said that uh, after uh, free agency. I said that the, the edge rushing is a little bit lacking, uh, especially mm. with the uh, the play that they put on the field last season where we had Jaquan Brisker with the lead sack getter. So, yeah, I like this move. Let's go ahead and, I, you know, you got the three candidates that, you know, that everybody looking at it. Yannick, uh, you got Jadavian, and you got – Justin Houston out there. I think any one of those guys would be okay. Just for, just, you know, just to spark up, just, you know, pump up the competition or pump up the skill in, in that position. Do you have like a, is there any one of those guys out of those three that you would prefer the Bears to go after? Yeah, I, I would take either one, but at the top of my list would be Jadavian Clowney. Okay. Uh, this guy was an all-world defender in uh, college. Uh, I think he had the short end of the stick when it's so when you talk about injuries, so you couldn't really see his full potential, but with he's in there, you can see the talent that guy can get to the quarterback. It's just his injury. His, his injury history is, is really bad. Yeah, the injury history is definitely concerning. I think that that's a huge thing there you got to look at and and worry yourself with is, is he going to be able to stay healthy? I like Yannick Ngakwe, and only because, like, I, I just – I know that he, that there's that thing he takes plays off. He doesn't always compete as hard, and I understand that. But, like, when you look at it, like, the bro sneezes and gets about eight and a half, nine sacks, bro. Like, like that's what we need. Like, and, and yeah. I, I don't I, – I get it. Like, I, I'll probably be frustrated with them, seeing them take plays off for my team, so I understand it. But, like, Yannick Ngakwe just has that game that, to me, is just, like, his ability to get to the quarterback, I think, makes everything easier on everybody else, at least for the pass rush part of. So, yeah, absolutely. And 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 when I, I would probably move more to Yannick too when it comes to motivating and being a leader for the rest of those edge rushers, because mm-hmm. I don't think Jadavion Clowney is is up there and much of a leader per se. I wouldn't know if he's much of a leader, but I see as this guy's Yannick, he can uh, motivate the other team. Well, either one of these guys should motivate those young guys to go out there and perform 
Because I mean, listen, if you got to go out and get a vet to to do your job, you should be taking that personally. Yes, <laughs> that's all I can say with that. You need to be taking that personally, especially Travis Gibson. You've done all this talking, saying that you you're gonna have a bounce back year. If they got to go out and get a vet because they aren't as confident as you are in your game, that should wake some people up. Bro, at least I hope it does. Man, bro, then that's saying a lot about Travis Gibson, bro. Because yeah. when you when you said that. That would be the the number one guy that'd be in most pressure, bro. Like, mm-hmm. do you have the longest tenure here? You know, Robinson, he, he was a rookie last season. I'm still not giving him a pass. But Gibson, we got our microphone. We got our magnifying glasses on you, my brother. You got to come in here and perform. Yes, you got to like, come in here and perform, my guy. So, yeah, if he's not ready to come in and perform, hey, listen, we looking at you like, hey, man, listen, I hope you're not hoping to get that. I hope you didn't start buying that house already because that bro. contract may not be coming your way. If you <laughs> if they got to come in and bring in a veteran edge, bro, that may be the writing on the wall for you, man. Bro, it's a, it's a shame, man. And, and, and man, I'm I'm all pro Chicago Bears, dude. I'm pro Chicago Bears. I'm not going to take no – I'll take a like in the players, but I'm always going to ride with the squad. Now, yeah. if you ain't producing, your ass might be out of here in training camp, bro. So you, you better hope. You better get out there and play, bro. We've yeah. said it. The one thing that Ryan Post looks at is value. And if you're yeah. not providing value, you ain't got to worry about a contract. He going to come with an offer. He going to come and be like, hey, man, I saw what you did last season. I got three for you. You don't want three? You want seven? No, nah, we'll, we'll holler at you, bro. Because we'll <laughs> uh, there are there are some edges coming in this upcoming draft, too. The yeah. Bears absolutely could look at, too. So you don't want to overlook that as well. So we'll end up seeing, man. But, uh, you know, it's Saturday. It's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get to these vo- voicemails. Well, let's play this first one now. What's up, family? Hey, Bobby, Cedar, Steve-O, Cognac Boy. What's happening, man? It's the country cousin Marcellus from the A. Checking in. The time is upon us, my brothers. We are going into training camp this week, and I'm loving. I'm loving the confidence from Justin. I'm loving the confidence from, from Eddie Jackson. I'm loving it. It's time. Bear down. Hey, and what my what my country cousin Bobby say? Trying to put it on wax, my brother. <laughs> Trying to put it on wax. I've been telling y'all Justin Gunn for 4K. He said it himself. He's going to break the record. I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. Hey, I love y'all, man. Chicago up. Bear down. Yeah. Hey, man. That that was low key a wrestling promo right there. Bro. That's <laughs> wild, bro. Shout out to that man, bro. Uh, yeah, hey, so he, I think he's referring to so Justin Fields says that he is going to be, be trying to pass for over four thousand yards this year. Eddie Jackson said that he's going to have one of the best seasons by a safety ever. When you hear about the confidence coming in with with members of this team, bro, how how does that make you feel? Oh man, that makes me feel great, especially coming from these guys. As I see the late the leaders of their prospective sides of the field, Justin Fields is the leader of the team and, and definitely the leader of the offense. And when he comes in and exudes confidence like that, you can't do nothing but appreciate if you if you are a teammate and get you motivated and get ready to play. And I believe him. Hell, is you talking about? And Eddie Jackson, I think he's the leader of the defense. I think he probably is the the longest tenured defender out there. So that'll make him the de facto leader for me. When he says this, that gives confidence to your teammates, especially them young guys they got coming out on the defense because we are mm. babies on defense. So they're going to need that. So I love it, dude. And shout out to my man, Marcellus, man. You always got that good energy, man, for sure. 
Hey, it's hard not to, like like it's it's good to have good people with good energy around yeah. you. Like Marcellus came in with the energy. That boy living like he had a cold beer in his hand, bro. <laughs> like at some when he was living, like we need that energy around more, bro. Especially yes. heading into the season, man. All right, but let's get into this next one. This one's from the seven seven three about the narrative around the Bears heading into next season. Hey, this message is for the cognac boys. We are them cognac boys. I just wanted to. Uh, call in. This is my second call, by the way. I messed up the last one and wanted to speak on a narrative about the Chicago Bears. From the end of last season up to now, we have dominated the scene. Everyone has been talking about us. So, of course, everyone is going to put us down. But I know, like you know, that we're going we're gonna to shock the nation. We're going to shock the world. So all I have to say is, Chicago up, bear down. Hey yo, I love the fact that we like have really started that. And I shot Booker started this. Let's give yeah. let's give it to Booker first. Like Booker started it, but I love that like around Chicago Bears Central, the shot town up, bear down thing has become a thing, bro. Like shout out to that, man. Yeah. Um, but what do you what do you think about that uh, about that voicemail, the narrative around the Bears and everything headed into the season? Hey man, it's just like the uh YouTube game. We just got into this YouTube game uh, a couple years ago. Shout out to my man Drip. Uh, it's about the story and being ahead of the story. These uh, national media uh, outlets, they want to be ahead of the story. They want to get on one side of that. They want to be the antagonist and they want to be the the protagonist. They just going to pick a side. And who gives a damn what they think? The Bears are going to succeed this season. And I, I ain't saying succeeding is a Super Bowl or something. I'm just saying they're going to be very successful. I'm glad that everybody's paying attention. They need to pay attention because we come to shock a lot of people. And shout out to my What's up with the energy today, Joe? I'm going to go donate some money or something, bro. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <out here. laughs> hey, got to love the energy, man. I think I think ultimately, like, there's a lot of excitement from Bears fans. There still are a lot of pessimistic Bears fans, and I understand yeah. it, right? I always try to understand uh, the ones that – because they have reasons until we actually see it on the field. But there's just a different energy around this franchise, around this team, everything right now. And I think you're starting to see that come out with the fan base, bro. I think that's what that's what we're starting to see, man. Yeah, it's 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 something new, man. It's nice new youthful movement. This feel like a what I want to say a modern NFL team. When is it? Doesn't it feel like we got a modern NFL team? Yeah, I mean, on paper, it seems like we can have just an explosive offense, and that defense is already coming along, right? Like, yeah. and I, and I said this on I think yesterday's daily is is just this like. The Bears, you can see them now, a clear path to them eventually having a top 10 offense and defense. And if that happens, that's when the sky really becomes the limit, bro. Like, yeah. So, yeah, man, check your bets. If we top 10 defense and offense, <laughs> check your bets. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to say nothing, man. I'm going to hold it back. Caesar coming up, training camp is next week. Oh, you know how, how we do it over here at Chicago Bears Central. And you know how C Dub, though. I'll go all the way. Listen, C-Dub about to be on here. Like, live calls are coming back, bro. That's all I can say, man. The live calls are about to be legit, my brother. Legit in this mug. Let's um, get it. But, yeah, I think I think also, like, at, at the end of the day, when you're a 3-14 and 14 team, the national media is going to have their narratives. Now, idiots like Colin Cowhart, who I think we have a voice put on coming up, we'll get into that at some point. But I think, you know, the doubt around the Bears right now, they earned that because they were they only won three games last season. Yeah, we were in close of them. We could have easily won seven games. A few things would have went our differently. We could have won seven to eight games. But this season, I love that 
I think the, this team realizes it. I think this team realizes how they improved with the with the additions to the team. But like you're just seeing that confidence built being built. Like yeah, they were three and fourteen, but they know like they know the talent that's on that roster, bro. And we got some talent that's ready to bubble. And I think that there's going to be quite a few Bears players that if they're if the national media or national like casual fans aren't aware of who they are yet. Y'all going to know that some of these names. Y'all don't know Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker is going to be a household name by the end of the season. Oh, that's a great point, uh, Drip. And when I think about those people, uh, one of those players that's going to be household names to the casual fans, well, you can probably figure that Justin Fields is probably going to be one of those. Jaquan Brisker. How about one of those linebackers? How about Jack? Wouldn't that be good if Jackson Bourne was a household name, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Jack! I- it's something different, bro. Like the fact that J- Jack Sanborn, I think all Bears fans, right, know Jack Sanborn, but like they national media didn't really national television watchers didn't really get a chance to see Jack Sanborn, bro. I think he's gonna surprise. They're gonna be like, who's that unathletic white boy who just lit my quarterback up? Don't worry always about it. Always around, bro. always around the ball. Who is yeah. that guy? Don't don't worry about it. Just know if you see your if you see your favorite player on their ass, Jack Sanborn may have been the one to put him there. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Mike from the South Side. Yo, hey, Bobby, P-Dub, it's your boy Mike calling from the South Side of Chicago, a.k.a. Willie Beeman down in the chat. Hey, I, I'm not going to make this message real long. I just want to say a couple of things. I don't know when this is going to air, which day is going to air, but I just want to say this real quick. Everybody is talking about Justin Fields taking his leap in year three. And, you know, some people believe it. Some people don't believe it. And I'm just going to throw a couple of numbers out there as to why I believe he'll take the leap. So people compare Justin to Jalen Hurts, but I have been kind of comparing him more so to Josh Allen. Now, if you look at Josh Allen, his first two years, his completion percentage combined in those two years was a 55 completion percentage. He had a combined 78 passer rating in his first two years. Now, Justin is at around 60% completion with around seven, a 79 passer rating, somewhere around there. And I believe uh, Josh Allen has around 200-plus attempt, more attempts than Justin in the first two years and only like six more passing touchdowns or something like that. And then while we're talking about Jalen Hurts, uh, his second year he had 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. This last year, Justin had 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. So – when people say that Justin can't make the beat, I'm like, so if Justin is trash, what does that make Josh Allen his first two years? <laughs> his completion percentage, his passer rating is better. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, he didn't really take off until he got A.J. Brown. Same thing with Allen. He didn't take off until he got Diggs. So, yeah, I just wanted to know what you guys feel about those numbers that I threw at you. And, um, yeah, this is my first time calling in, but I'll definitely be calling in more. Um, I can't wait for the season to start. And, you know, I appreciate you guys for having me on the show. And, you know, fair down. All right, Dove. Uh, a lot of great points made in that. Like, I, I, I think we, we're trained to, like, expect quarterbacks to make this huge leap year after year. And sometimes it takes time. And you also need weapons, right? Justin Fields can't pass it to himself. He can't keep the defensive line off himself as well. Like, those things we didn't really have. And so now that we have an improved offensive line, he has a true number one in DJ Moore. Do you think that some of that doubt around Justin Fields is naturally going to go away? And what you think about the voicemail overall, c Oh, shout out to Mike, man, a.k.a. Willie Beamer in the comments. Uh, I think you make great points here. And you make uh, 
actually it's a deciding factor in this that Justin Fields is on a better uh better trajectory than Josh Allen was at this point in time. Uh 60% completing percentage is better than 55% uh, completion percentage. And then when you count in that Justin Fields didn't have any offensive line help uh the last couple years and you know Josh Allen he had an okay offensive line. He just didn't have any weapons. I'll give Josh Allen that. And then when you add in uh Diggs he took off. He just literally took off. So I expect Justin Fields to take the fuck off and not just because he got uh, DJ Moore. He got other weapons. Chase Claypool on the contract year. You got Darnell Mooney need to prove himself or his ass. I ain't going to start with y'all today. <laughs> you gotta, He's about to trigger some people, I'm about bro. to do it. Bro. <laughs> hey, we got, one of, we got the best rushing game in the NFL. Justin Fields is about to take the hell off. I don't understand why people don't see that. Justin Fields compared to Josh Allen is something I don't like because Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. All he needs to do is prove it this year. That's all I got to say about that. Good, good, good fucking mailbag. Damn, you in the wrong fucking profession, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great mailbag. Very well thought out. He thought out his point more than Colin Cowherd did. Oh, um, but uh, I, 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 the thing with Justin Fields is that I, the people who look at the NFL different or don't even watch the college game may not know the passing ability that Justin Fields did flash in college. And listen, I know there's so many college teams. I don't expect everybody to watch college. Everybody who's an NFL fan isn't a college football fan. It's weird to me, but Hey, it's just, it's just the reality of it is. So they're only judging Justin Fields off what they've seen in the NFL. And to that point, He's had extenuating circumstances and some of the stuff of his own doing, decision-making, things like that. He hasn't really shown his passing game yet in the NFL. But all I'm going to say is this. This is going to be the year y'all see. It. That's it. <laughs> That's, it That's, it. That's it, bro. And we'll, we'll, let, we'll let everything else fall out where it falls out. But I guarantee y'all, for the people who doubt Justin Fields' ability as a passing quarterback, a lot of those concerns are going to go away by this season. I promise you that. It has to, bro. It has to. He, he, he. Him, him. He literally has no choice. Yeah. <laughs> he it's has fact. no choice, bro. Fact. He don't. It's fact. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got no choice. You got to show up, bro. This Chicago. You got to yeah. show up, brother. You yeah. got to show up. And you got uh, Al Capone over there in the front office looking down on you sitting up there with Virginia. You better get it together. First of all, just I don't know if Virginia's seen anything. Those cataracts are strong, <laughs> bro. I don't know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I know Virginia's seen much of anything right now, bro. Who knows, man? Oh, she knows it's the players in black and the players in white. Oh, exactly. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that, hold on. that black guys are quarterback. <laughs> oh, when, 
when did they start making those? That's the Virginia McCaffrey. He's like, what y'all do with Jim McMahon? Where's Jim McMahon? <laughs> Where's Jimmy? You mean to tell me Jimmy ain't here? <laughs> All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Fred. So, yeah, boys, what up, man? It's your boy Fred, man. What it do, man? Hope y'all enjoying y'all weekend and everything, man. I just want to know what I'm saying, touch on basis, you know, such things with you guys real quick, man. First of all, let me get on this dumbass calling clown her with his dumbass. I never liked dude. I never respected him, man. Like, dude, like, he be flip-flopping, man. That's, that's the type of motherfucker you don't need to know what I need to fuck with. And I'm glad y'all got this show and everything because it gives us two bad fans to call in and to speak on and share things on the truth about our quarterback. And, yes, I believe Justin Fields is going to get 4,000 yards to shut all these haters up because they keep thinking this man, you know, is not a passer. And for him to say Fields going to be a bust, like, come on, dog. Like, like, dude, like, don't don't say, don't speak on nothing about the Bears unless it's something good. And last night, man, I was sitting there watching, you know, uh, Bradley Chubb. I mean, not Bradley, uh, Nick Chubb uh, highlight. And then I started watching Khalil Herbert. I was like, you know, they got some little similarities with each other in the way. You know what I'm saying? So the only thing about with Khalil, he just got to stay healthy. And he just got to work on his pass block and catching out the backfield. But other than that, I think Khalil Herbert, he's going to be running back number one. Form is going to be two. Of course, Roshan is going to be three. I think our O-line, you know, going to be great. And I think our D-line is going to be, you no know, good. You know, hopefully – We'll add another edge rusher. If not, you know, we'll just go with Gibson, see what Gibson can do. And people forgetting about that boy Terrell Lewis we got. Terrell Lewis looks like he, he could be a nice pass rusher as well, too, though. So I'm just looking forward to see what the Bears going to do. And we're going to come ball out. And we're going to put our foot in Detroit Kittens ass, the Minnesota Dykens ass, and the Green Gate uh, Fackers ass, or Slackers, what the fuck you want to call that bitch-ass team up there in Wisconsin, because I don't like the ass anyway. Especially Jordan Weasel, Jordan Jordan Weasel or Love, what the hell you want to call him? Well, I'm gonna call his ass a Weasel because he's trash, pure trash though. But I was gonna say, man, I appreciate y'all doing this. You know what I'm saying? Continue, you know, doing what y'all doing, man. And hey, by the way, man, I got that 1738, and I'm feeling great. So Chicago up, better ass. Well, goddamn! Hey, we may need to put him on payroll, bro. I ain't even gonna lie, bro. Like that, but he just he 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 dropped a voicemail that a was insightful to start off with, and he flamed like four people casually before on his way out. Like that's crazy. <laughs> he sound like one of us for sure. What's up, my guy, man? Oh, oh man, man, but but this one, uh, Colin Cowturd, bro. Like I got, I've gotten to go in on him, bro. I'm just gonna turn it over to you, bro. I'm about to let you cook, man. Okay, Colin Cowherd, uh Shout out for that brilliant uh, voicemail, by the way. Um, I used to like Colin Cowherd, I'll be honest. I like the way he put things together, and I like the way he, you know, presented his shit when he did his show, especially when he was with ESPN. But this is an obvious, uh, you. Let me take you here. You know who was the greatest critic of Muhammad Ali? I'm not comparing Justin Fields to Muhammad Ali, but uh, Howard, Howard, what is his name? Howie Moselle, Howie Roselle. Mm. Biggest critic of LeBron James, Skip Bayless. Now, this is not on accident that these guys were the biggest critic. They tie themselves to big, humongous superstars, but they can get clicks in the future. 
he don't even believe that uh Justin Fields will be a bum. I'm not even sure if he said he was gonna be a bum. He said it's more it's leaning towards being a bum. I think that's what he said. He uses words. You gotta listen to him because he thinks he's slick. Yeah, he just he trying said, to, he said so far he's a bust or something like that. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta be careful. He's just trying to attach himself. So when everything every time Justin Fields does something good, we'll go and click to to Colin Cowherd to see his rebuttal mm-hmm. or to see how he neg- negatively, just like Skip Bayless. Anytime LeBron do something good, and I'm not a LeBron James fan, anytime LeBron James do something, Skip Bayless finna shut that shit down immediately. So look for Colin Cowherd trying to take his position in that. And I forgot about uh, that guy Lewis on the defensive line. That kid can can rush the quarterback as well, but I still won't be an edge rusher. One of those J- Jadavian Clowney and Justin Houston and uh, Yanakwit. Yanakwit. So that's some good point. I don't live in Africa. I live in USA. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you gotta stop, bro. You gotta stop, man. You. <laughs> See, Dub has gone rogue, bro. It's over with, man. Uh, that's that is hilarious. <laughs> hey, but listen, I'm over giving Sam the Eagle, man, because that's exactly what Colin Cowherd looks like. He looks like Sam the Eagle from uh Sesame Street, bro. Like, y'all, I'm done giving him so much airtime, bro. On on like he's an idiot, bro. It is what it is. He he does flip-flop. Um, uh, but I love that you the comparison you made there with how uh, Howie Cosell and Muhammad Ali, like. Uh, again, they're actually they were actually friends off air though. Like Justin Fields, if he ever catches Colin Cowherd, he needed they, they, he need to catch a fade. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that one, and, like, and, go ahead. No, nah, bro. Like I'm just I'm so over that motherfucker, bro. Uh, but it, you know, here's here's the thing. Um, when it comes to and I said this, and I'm just gonna leave it alone after this. When it comes to the national media, bro, it is what it is. We know what they're there for now. Like all we, it's been so much shit behind the scenes, bro. Some of the biggest clickbaiters in the world right now aren't content creators like me and C Dub that started out in our house with a fucking webcam and a mic that we got from a pawn shop, right? Like <laughs> it's it's the motherfuckers who got money who went to, like these people went to journalism school and you and got to use clickbait. That's crazy, bro. Yep. That's wild. Yep. Perfect case. That's perfect, like, bro. That's all it is. Like that's crazy to me. With the clickbait, Joe. That's what us. I'm saying. Like I ain't posting not one clickbait video, bro. But you went to journalism school, and that's what you got to do. Like, come on, bro. Come on, that's bro. shit crazy to me, man. That shit crazy. And then they bro. think we can't see it. Come on now. <laughs> it's the obvious, bro. You have not. I can guarantee you, Kyle Cowherd hasn't watched that many Justin Fields games. Lately. Not at all. He watches the highlight package his producer gives him before yeah. he talks about shit. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's why I can never take the national media. Like Shady McCoy, come on, dude. I can't. I can't take what you say because I know you ain't watching the Bears games. You only watching the elite teams that's really doing good. So you're not watching. So anything you say about Justin Fields is just clickbait. You're just trying to get people to watch you. I put Colin Cowherd and Shady McCoy in the same fucking category. They haven't did any research. They haven't did anything to research uh, Justin Fields or the Chicago Bears. So I, why could I take anything they say with any type of validity? No, shut the fuck up, bro. These are the best, the same same uh, type of people who who literally said Jordan Love may be the best quarterback in the division. The motherfucker ain't ain't take took a goddamn snap yet, bro. Like, come on, man, what are we doing here, bro? That's some good ass weed. 
Damn. Bro, that's, that's <laughs> I need they I need they plugs info ASAP, bro. The fact that bro. I don't like I need your plug ASAP because whatever they giving you, that's some strong shit there, bro. Oh, shit, bro. You saying over us? Okay, Justin Fields, that's crazy in itself. But you think he better than that that stiff ass Detroit quarterback and little cousins? Bro, I am Weasel, bro. All right, let's get to the last voicemail for the day, man. This one's from Book, bro. Yo, 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 Bobby C Dub, this book. Cognac boys, y'all got the cognac in the cup. You got booked in the truck, and Colin Cowher can take a flying film. Anyway, <laughs> I got a couple of more. I got a couple of hot takes, man. I think, man. I want you. I want to. I want to um, run these by y'all, man. See how y'all feel about them. Uh, with Chase Claypool, I think he gonna lead in pass interference calls for this year okay. because they missed about two or three of them last year in the short amount of time that he was on the field. So I think with the Bears, he's going to lead in pass interference calls. I think Darnell Mooney is going to lead in touchdown passes. Uh, on the catches, I mean. Touchdown catches. I don't know how many, but I think it's going to be double digits. I think um, I think DJ Moore is going to have a 1,200-yard season. He's going to have the most yards he's had in his career. Now he's not going. He's going to have about eight or nine touchdowns, which will either tie or be one more than what his his most he's had. But he's going to have a hell of a season. Also, I heard what uh you know what QB one said, man, about the four thousand yards. Now I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I always got to keep it one hundred. I don't think he's going to hit four thousand, but I think he's going to get damn close. So what I think he's going to do, is I know I think I said last week. I said, I think I said anywhere between thirty three and thirty five. With the with his um the way that he's putting it out there and the way that you could tell that he's gonna be putting his effort into passing, he won't hit four thousand, but he will break Eric Kramer's record. I will mm-hmm. say that. So he'll be about about thirty eight, thirty nine. He's gonna be right there. That's all I wanna say, man. Y'all let me know how y'all feel. Blessings to you and yours. Have a great weekend. Chicago up, bear down. I'll let you later. Mm. A lot of predictions there from Book. Um mm. Chase Claypool leading the team in pass and uh, interference calls. What do you think about that? Hey, man, uh, I'm going to say he's right on that because he did. The referees did miss like two or three of those last season. Obvious ones, too. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be pretty much like the deep threat or, you know, the 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 lob to the corner of the end zone type of guy. So he will. I think that's easily going to be uh, Chase Claypool for sure. Easily. I think I think just with Chase Claypool's mixture of size and and speed, like it's hard not to get past interference calls on him, right? Because yeah. listen, that's a big like I think we so casually look at Chase Claypool, we don't re- really realize how big Chase Claypool is, bro. That's that's a big dude, bro. Like six four, ain't he? Six four? Yeah, six four. Yeah, I can't remember. Mean. Like like that's that's no joke, bro. You six <laughs> four? Like come over two hundred pounds, bro. You come running towards me, I'm gonna have to shoot you. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. You want these people to guard him with with, with they body and they arms, bro? Like I understand it. Like I like that. Now as far as Darnell Mooney, lead, damn Chase Claypool is two forty. Oh yeah, that's damn. Six four two forty. I'm good on that, bro. Stay away. That's Derrick Henry. What's Derrick Henry? Listen, listen, oh listen. Uh, hey, listen. All right, now Darnell Mooney leading the team in touchdown receptions. How you feel about that? That prediction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For y'all that don't know, that face he dub made was literally that I'm not about to go in like I want to, but no, I was about to go in. That's what that face was. Okay. Okay, Buka, you my guy. 
I don't think he's gonna be the one that's gonna lead the Bulls in touchdowns. I'm gonna go with Cole Komet. Mm. Cole Komet will, will lead the the Bears in touchdown receptions. I would say that'll be a good thing for Darnell Mooney. I would not be mad at that at all. But I'm gonna go with Cole Komet with that one. I I think that Darnell Mooney is gonna get a lot of touchdowns this year just by the nature of him being in that slot between Chase Claypool and DJ Moore and just the gravity that DJ Moore carries, right? Yeah. That that fact, like you you have to put bodies on DJ Moore. And so once when we have those three uh, wide receiver sets, I think that is going to allow Darnell Mooney to get a lot of, and if you give him, if he catches the ball in the open field, you might as well write that off, bro. Darnell Mooney's a hard guy to catch up to in the open field. So I don't know if he's going to lead. I, I I think that DJ Moore is going to lead us in touchdown receptions, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think DJ Moore is going to break his, his what they said the highest he had is nine. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking DJ Moore going to have upwards of, of between twelve and fifteen reception touchdowns. Give me some yards, drip. Uh, uh, I'm going to say yards, I'm going to say over over sixteen hundred yards receiving for DJ Moore next season. Dang, that's a crazy season, on bro. I'm with that. That's crazy. I, I don't even know. Let, let me let me look real quick. Who led the league in receiving yards last season? I think Let's it was see. uh um buddy from the Vikings. Um yeah, Justin Jefferson had 1,800 yards last season. So there were only three wide receivers that had over 1,500 yards, but a lot that had around 1,400. So I'm going to say DJ Moore is going to have between 12 and 1,500 yards receiving next year. I would say I would agree with you, too. That's a cool and six, like 15 to 16 touchdowns. Ooh, bro, look out. I would not be surprised, honestly, if DJ Moore leads the league in touchdowns next season, bro. Woo! And the, only, the, only reason, the only reason why I say that is this, is that, yeah, there's going to be teams that absolutely zero in on DJ yeah. Moore, but if Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney play the way that we think, and, and Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, right, you can only double DJ Moore so much, right? Can, yeah. And if you do decide to double DJ more, especially in the red zone, then I do agree with you. It's probably going to be Cole Komet or Tanya. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Tanya has way a, a lot of touchdowns for for yeah. the Chicago Bears next season because I think he's going to be a big red zone threat. Yeah, um, it may it may seem like I disregarded uh, Robert Tanya. You know what I'm saying? No, but I, I, I know about white white Rhino, but he is a terrific player as well, bro. So I ain't mad at what you just said, Drew. Yeah, so we'll see. Now, what do you think about? Uh, Justin Fields getting close. So Eric Kramer's uh, 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 record for passing for the Bears, 3,828 yards. So he says he – Booker says he's not going to get 4,000, but he's going to get close. Like, I would say this. If you break Eric Kramer's record, you might as well – the last yeah. game of the season, they might as well just make sure – because, like, yeah. if, you get if you get over uh, 3,800, you, you might as well go for the 4,000 at that point. Hey, Drew, if you took the words right out of my mouth, if you go beat Eric Kramer at 3,820-something – Go get the 4K. What you, yeah. I mean, go get the 4K. It's right there, bro. Especially if you got like one, two more games. Come on now. Go yeah. get that 4K. But at, at the beginning, I did not think, because I think we're going to be like 60-40 run, because we do have okay. the best running, uh, running, running game in the NFL. So I think he was, I had him set like 3,200 to 3,500 yards passing, but. I could. I think he can easily break Kramer's record, bro. And if you're gonna break Kramer's record, go get the okay. What the? Fuck? Yeah. That's a milestone. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. You might as well. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I, I he's gonna get it, bro. Like, if it's not this season, it's gonna be next season. When you know he's passing the DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., it's gonna be hard not to uh, get it. <laughs> Say that again, Drew. You tried to speak <laughs> that shit in, Drew. <laughs> 
you trying I'm, to speak that shit? You know, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, you if you get if you you know you get DJ you get DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. out there, you know, with with Darda Moody playing the slot, you know, you can do a lot worse than that, bro. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. You know, Ooh, we bro, they would. They, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Somehow the Bears get lucky and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Y'all gonna hate me all all that whole season. Y'all gonna hate me. Cause I'm literally going to just be screaming in people's ears, bro. Bro, I need that to happen, bro. Come on, Carolina, suck ass, bro. As much as possible, bro. Pause, oh, bro. <laughs> we hey, gotta say Dwight that in this slam, You got white. This that's Dwight Howard. You gotta watch yeah. out for him. <laughs> we know Dwight Howard business around this month. Bro. That's one big ass beer. predator right there, boy. That's bro, one big that's ass it. predator. That's crazy, bro. That's wild, man. Y'all need to read that article on uh, Dwight Howard if you haven't already. But all right, uh, bro, man, you got anything left before we get up out of here, bro? We almost got a 40-minute mailbag. That's crazy. We was in here vibing. You know how I go, me and Drip in the building. Shout out to Bobby. He will be back. Uh, Man, excellent energy as always from the mailbag. Hey, man, continue to send those in. We love hearing from you guys. This show is as much about y'all as it's about us. Let's get it training camp is on the way yes man we are not too far away from the bears actually taking the field for preseason football once training camp opens it's going to get things are going to pick up a lot um and if the bears do decide to make a move for a veteran edge y'all be tuned in right here we'll probably have an emergency video out shortly thereafter but otherwise stay tuned in with us i'm sure i'll flame colin cowherd a couple more times over the course of the season as well man and shout out to bobby on that podcasting pto hopefully he's out out there being peaceful and enjoying his time away uh but make sure you guys are following the show at shy bear central you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns chicago bear central gmail.com and lastly you want to leave a text message and our voicemail 773-242-9336 we the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And always remember, shy town up or bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.